Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3345. Today's our deep dive episode for part three of the Ahsoka series and we're going to take a look at Ahsoka herself because there's been something that was sitting with me about Rosario Dawson's performance and I finally put my finger on what I think I was reacting to and I thought hey let's chit chat about it. Punch it! <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So with part three of the Ahsoka series, we now have five live-action television episodes featuring Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Of course, first appearing in chapter 13 of The Mandalorian, that episode of the Jedi, and then appearing in the sixth chapter of The Book of Boba Fett. And as we discovered her, she was a lot more serious and pensive and deliberate kind of person than we have ever seen her be in previous depictions. Mature, I guess, is another word we can grab onto for that. And I've been thinking about that as I've watched this depiction unfold over a lot longer time in these first three parts of the Ahsoka series. And it occurred to me that it's been a long time since we've seen Ahsoka, and what I mean by that is, is that it's actually been 12 years. So if you think back to the last time that we had a canon appearance for Ahsoka in Star Wars storytelling, it would be in the episode A World Between Worlds, which is part of season four of Star Wars Rebels, but even that isn't exactly an accurate way of putting it because she was yanked out of the events that were happening in Twilight of the Apprentice. That, of course, is the finale of season two. And that took place in three BBY, so three years before the Battle of Yavin. And here we are in the Ahsoka series. We are seeing Ahsoka 12 years after that fact. This is roughly 9, 10 ABY right now. So we are 12 or 13 years after the last time we saw her. As we talked about in a previous episode, she was born in 36 BBY, so she is right now around 45, 46 years old as we meet her in the Ahsoka series. A lot calmer, a lot more deliberate, and prone to speaking in riddles as we've been discovering, or in vague sort of, hmm, maybe you'll see me again to Luke Skywalker, right? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, or you'll have to find out for yourself when talking about the Force to Sabine. It really is a different kind of Ahsoka Tano, but I guess it also makes sense in a way as well, because there was definitely a maturity situation that we saw in the jump from Ahsoka at the end of the Clone Wars to the Ahsoka that we see in Star Wars Rebels, and that's a good, you know, 15, 16 year gap there. And the fact of the matter is, as far as the current 12-year gap of time between the last appearance in Rebels and the current appearance in, you know, first The Mandalorian, and it seems like that's kind of following one right after the other for all intents and purposes. Like, there's not a large gap of time between the Mando appearance and the Book of Boba Fett appearance and now the Ahsoka series. That's a 12-year gap where we have 
absolutely no idea what happened in Ahsoka Tano's life. What mission she was going on, how involved she was in the fall of the Empire in those last you know, seven years from 3BBY to 4ABY. We have no idea if she was working with the New Republic after the fall of the Empire, but we do know that she had sought out Luke Skywalker. Like, we know that much, and we know that she tried to train Sabine, but then walked away from her for some as yet unknown reason. But I will flag one thing that kind of struck me upon a rewatch of part three. When Hera is talking to Mon Mothma and those senators via hologram, when Hera tells them about what happened, she does not say anything about her interactions with Ahsoka whatsoever. And it seems like it would be relevant to the discussion because the two false Jedi, as they're referred to in the audio descriptions of the episodes, were after Morgan Elspeth. Morgan Elspeth was after this map situation. Ahsoka got this map situation. So it's all tied in together. And yet, Hera didn't say anything about Ahsoka to the New Republic folks. So it does make you wonder what Ahsoka's current role is with anything or if she even has one anyway. So yeah, those are things that I think are worth kind of keeping in mind as we continue to proceed with the Ahsoka series because yeah, there's still so much that we don't know and there may be some explanations for why we are seeing the you know, large jump in maturity and deliberativeness and patience and <laughs> that we're seeing the you know sort of very Yoda-like almost characteristics that we're seeing in Ahsoka now that weren't necessarily present in her last appearance 12 years prior. And that's what I've got for you for today's episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.